A very warm welcome back, 25 minutes past 9 o'clock. If you managed to listen to our special Cape Talk Dads show on Thursday, you missed out. It was such a beautiful show with Rob Van Feeren, uh, Jody Abrams, uh, Lukman Adams, um, Lorenzo Davids from the Community Chest, and Jaco van Skalkvik, who is the founder of um, men of the character company, a mentorship program. But unfortunately, we couldn't um, have him on for as long as we wanted. So we thought, seeing that it's Father's Day today, we bring him back in, Jaco van Skalkvik. Happy Father's Day, Jaco. I hope you've had a good day being treated. <laughs> Thank you very much, Jan. It was a wonderful day. Thanks. The first thing that I experience about Father's Day, on particularly on social media, is a group of people noting the fact that there are so many, for lack of a better word, deadbeat dads out there. Dads who aren't in the uh, the children's lives. Dads who went out to buy milk and never came back. Dads who are in their lives but they don't contribute um, to maintenance. And dads who are in the actual home but are still as distant as if they were out of the home. How do you how do you note Father's Day, noting that sixty eight percent of South African children live in a fatherless household? Um, I think you know. I think it's, it's important to to not take away from the fact that there are really really good dads out there. And I think um, unfortunately, you know, living in South Africa, a day like this kind of shoves them to the sideline and you know because the issues are so much bigger with that and father so i think for starters i would just like to say to all the dads that are out there that are pitching up that are being real that are um you know just um, working hard at just being there um just a happy father's day and you know our society as messed up as it is is it could be a lot worse if it wasn't for those dads mm. and of course and, and of course we must ask the question on the psychology of those dads who are absent and where, which, 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 uh, which upbringing did they experience? Did they come from, you know, um, less than, uh, um, less than perfect p- uh, parents and dads? Do they come from families where the dad is absent and that just has that trickle down effect that not only affects th- those particular people in that family, but affects generations? Definitely. I think, you know, I mean, the stats are horrifying. I mean, you know, in our, in our experience, four out of five boys do not have a positive male role model in their lives. So absent father could be, you know, father that's dead or father that just disappeared, father that I just see once in, you know, once in three, two or three months. Uh, and then there's a huge um, portion of dads that are actually at home that are not spending time with their children, that are absent while they're present at home. And I think, you know, it, it's, it's for, 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 child or for a, for a boy like myself that grew up with a father that was absent living at home but, but not present um, you know I, I think the hard thing about that is to, to get to a point to try and understand that maybe he just did the best he could um, and he came from a space where he didn't have or he wasn't fathered but unfortunately you know it just it's not good enough um, it's considering the baggage we walk around with considering what it's doing to our society we just really I think should do better um, I think men in general just you know should pay more attention to this issue, to stand together, to try and deal with it, because this is 
the root cause of what is wrong with our society right now. I mean, statistics, when you look at, you know, the, you know if, you, if you grew up with an absent father, the, the likelihood that you can end up in prison or commit a serious crime or commit suicide or, you know, I mean, it, it's, there's a long list of stuff that just comes from that. Um, and we need to start paying attention to those things. So why, why start uh, an initiative like the Character Company? I think, you know, the, the, the very first thing was coming to a place where I realized the stuff that I walk around with in my own life, the things I struggle with comes from a space. And what is and to try and identify that space. And I just realized that, you know, the, the lack of positive male roles throughout my life um, contributed to that. So a boy at seven understand that something is missing, but he can't put his finger on it. You know, he doesn't understand, and especially today when there's so many absent fathers around, it's kind of like, you know, it becomes the norm. Um, and then by 10 you kind of figure that you're going to have to do this all on your own. And, and then you start building a very isolated space around yourself. And it just contributes to so many horrible things. That's why our prisons are full, our graveyards are full, you know. Um, and so one of the things that we that we wanted to do in that space is to, I always said, if I can prevent one boy to go through the same challenges that I had to go through, then this would be worth it. But what we cannot do, and this is as a society, what we love to do is we just we want quick fixes. We want to, you know, uh, have a quick response to something and, and, and feel like we've done something. But we didn't want to start an organization that is going to be dealing with the symptoms because um, that's just not good enough anymore. Mm. We, we wanted to do something where we're going to start at the root and fix it there, which is not popular because it's long term. It's intensive. I mean, we walk a road from, with boys from the age of four or five, and, it, and, and basically we're going to just keep on walking that road. We're going to create a culture of mentorship. They're going to become mentors. They're going to, they're going to be in that space. But we, we, you know, we, we don't want to raise a generation of boys that are going to be the best rate counselors in the country. We want to raise a generation, generation of boys um, where the word rape would just not make sense based on the value system and the morals that we have. Um, that there will be a, a society that's completely transformed. And so that's what, that was the aim behind it. Start early, work with boys, very, very specific intervention, um, and just change the culture. When I sit in those press conferences in a September where the Minister of Police and the Police Commissioner rattle off the crime stats, and I always, the question I'll ask, Every year, where is your Minister of Social Development, your Minister of Health, your Minister of Basic Education? Where is your Minister of uh, per, uh, Women's and Persons with, uh, with Disabilities? A crime prevention plan is, as you said, a long-term project. The, uh, uh, the good work that you're doing now mentoring young boys only bears fruit in the next 15, 20 years' time. I, I think that we fall short, when, particularly when we're talking about violent crime. We ask police, well, we need more of you out there. No, you don't. You need more social workers out there. You need more fathers with jobs and contributing to society out there in the communities, being those role models for uh, for our young boys. Oh, definitely. Uh, I, I think, you know, one of the things that we do is we, we just lack very specific, humble, honest leadership. And, and not just, um, I mean, it starts everywhere. We, we, we lack that in our social circles, in our communities, in business, in churches, in government, everywhere. Because the agenda right now is that, I mean, elections are is around the corner. So, you know, we, we need to be very careful about the message we put out there because it's important. We don't want to upset someone here. We don't want to upset someone there. And I think it just boils down to the fact that, um, that, that we are just not taking this seriously. 
I mean, you know, it's, it's this is an issue that is that is literally more devastating than anything we've ever faced. It's more devastating than the coronavirus, and yet for that we've locked down a country and everyone is in, in isolation. And, and and here's something that is destroying the fiber of our society with a much bigger impact, and we're not dealing with it. And it's because we we lack the leadership. And and I think it's. You know, th- th- that's where it has to start. I- I'm not saying it's our president's job to fix this. I'm saying it's his job to provide honest leadership, humble enough to say this is more important, and, and-, and challenge us as men to go, you guys have to start fixing it. You know, for us, for us to say, well, we're going to put more money towards the police. Well, you know, last year the police was voted the most corrupt institution in South Africa. Now, that's no small feat when you look at the state-owned enterprises they have to compete with to get that title. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. Um, we want to put more money towards, you know, the justice system, which is complete mess. We want to build more shelters. To do what? And, you know, we, we, we're not thinking about the message. I'm, I'm telling women out there, I, I don't have the courage to go in and sort out issues about, you know, um, a coward in your house that's beating you up because he doesn't understand his own masculinity. I'm telling you to run out at night, go to a shelter in a room, small little room, a bed with a clothes on your back, and that's where you're going to be safe. Mm. And it's ridiculous how we're dealing with this issue and how we are making a mockery of what women and children, and frankly, other men go through. I mean, gender-based violence is not just against women and children. I mean, a lot more men are being killed by men mm. uh, in this process. But we are, I don't know, there's such an apathy about this that, that we don't seem to be grasping. Just an anecdote that someone once told me, um, working in uh, areas like Mannenberg and trying to counsel, particularly many of these younger um, men who find themselves in gangsterism. He said that he spoke to one young, more than a boy, less than a man. And this boy said, I've never been to the beach. I have never been to a mall. I've never been to a movie. The lack of exposure for many of our particularly young men and how we hold and conduct ourselves, you know, in society, those lessons are, are lost when they are not exposed, uh, you know, to general society. A, a, a young teacher that I know, he had a great example where one Friday every month he'd isolate a few kids in his class and for this day he's going to take them to McDonald's and then next week it's another group in the class's turn and he may take them to a lunchtime movie just to try and expose themselves to things that they may not have seen before and also more importantly guide them as to how to conduct themselves not only in that in in that in that facility but also around other people that is so drastically important well that's ultimately what mentorship is about um, you know, the, I mean, what you're describing there is how we run our program. So we, we, we're taking what we call fat men, faithful, available, teachable. Um, we put them, um, we screen and vet them, and we, we put them in, 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 I want to say, in charge of a group of boys, um, no more than five boys, and they start walking this road. Um, and because that's essentially what it is. You know, it's, it's, not, it's not rocket science. It's about pitching up. It's about those, those small things. You know, we, we, had a, we had a hike yesterday with, um, for some of our moms and some of the boys came with. And we just spend time just walking and talking. You know, we, we didn't do anything that we tried. You know, we, we didn't try and cram in 
you know, a whole lot of stuff in that small space because we're never going to see them again. These are boys we've had a relationship with for some of them for years. And we, we just get to be there and to, to understand the stuff and just ask the, ask the questions as we're walking or as we're interacting or as we're playing or whatever. And just, you know, and, and give the answers to the stuff then. That's, that's ultimately how we're going to fix this. We need to start pitching up. And in that space, um, so, so one of the important things that we provide in this is, first of all, you, you get to actively change society. You get to, to be guided into a space where you can take a, a bunch of young boys and young men. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm allowed to say they're older than a boy, younger than a man. So it's, um, you know, it's to take them and shape and mold them, not because we're perfect, just because we, you know, sincere and honest about our shortcomings, mm-hmm. teaching them to be vulnerable, walking that road to them. Um, but at the same time, we are we are all part of an organization, we're all part of a I want to say a brotherhood where we sh- we get to shape one another because th- that's the thing that men are not doing at the moment. We are not stepping out into the kind of relationships where iron sharpens iron anymore. Um, yeah, is is it ever too late to reintroduce a an absent dad to particularly a young boy's life? Is there any way that that father can come back, ask for forgiveness, tell him his story, and that provides a little bit of healing and a little bit of path correction for for um, for his son? No, I don't think it's ever too late. I mean, I mean, the longer that. You know, the longer that relationship is broken, the more complex it becomes to heal it. Um, and but I think again, when it com- when it comes to space where where you can be guided through that process, if if we have a boy in our program that's being mentored by, you know, by one of the uncles in the character company, and in that space his dad starts getting involved in his life again, it is the ideal opportunity for him to walk into a space where other men are there to support him and guide him through the process to to reconcile with his son. I mean that will be one of you know one of the most phenomenal things that what that can happen because the relationship is healed and in that space he gets as a man the stuff that he didn't get which is the support from other men um, and I think again it comes down to you know this is not this is not even an issue about gender based violence anymore it's, it's it's the apathy from South African males to do anything about not just that but to to step out into support of one another so if, if you can imagine the picture of I mean, the worst thing we can probably at the moment do is, is, is what we call social distancing. What we need to do as men in South Africa is we need to start gathering together. I need to stand next to you, shoulder to shoulder, lock arms, so that when I feel like I want to run because I just, you know, I'm, I'm scared of not understanding my masculinity, you are holding me. When I feel like I want to just fall to my knees because I'm so tired and exhausted of living in this country, you're holding me up. And that line that we're forming, we're just checking and, and locking arms, that is the kind of intervention we need in this country to start dealing with this because then we can start understanding one another. We can start dealing with all the stuff that our political parties are just trying to fuel, like disunity and racism. And, and we can start figuring these things out from a space where we have one goal in mind, and that is understanding our masculinity and what our role in the society is. Yaku, if, if, if a gentleman, if a man or even a woman wants to be part of the character company, help mentor uh, some kids, um, I know you do boys, but I know there may be also be some girls in your, in your program as well. How do they get in touch? So the, the best thing is to just go to our website, um, which is thecharactercompany.co.za. Um, uh, we are on Facebook, uh, and then also they can just uh, WhatsApp us on our WhatsApp number, which is zero eight four triple seven seven double one four. 
uh, or email us and our email address and contact details will be on our website as well. Yako van Skalkvik, founder of The Character Company, doing excellent work, mentoring our kids, especially our young men.